And in that moment of me just kind of like, you know, God, just take it, take it. You know, I, ca I can't do anything about it. I'm little, I, I'm, you know, and I would just, I felt like a lot of that in my life, I kept on doing. I see, I see um, God as like my, my father, like father, father. I know some people will see God as just, okay, this higher power. And, and although he is, um, to me, it's, it's a relationship of, of daughter and, and dad, you know? And um, so those moments I cherish because growing up, I didn't have that. Welcome to Grit and Moxie, where we are celebrating women's witness, fitness, and gritness. I'm your hostess, Christine DeSouza. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Grit and Moxie. Today I have Ari Rivas. She is a wife, a mom of two, a worship leader, and she also does some interpreting. So welcome, Ari. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. So this is awesome because you are actually like a woman of my heart. And I'm really excited to highlight you, what you do. And now, as I shared with you already, you know, I do feel like, you know, with grit, when we're talking about grit and moxie, I feel like we see a lot of, a lot of that kind of talk and conversation um, on social media and on business platforms and with entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that. But I feel like we don't really get enough of that with everyday women who are doing amazing things. And so I really wanted to bring you on and highlight you because I know your heart is just like matches your amazing personality and um, everything you do, you can really see that and feel that. And um, so I, I also think it's really interesting what you do and the way you do everything, you know, and, I, and this is a little different for me because I can speak from knowing you personally. Uh, but, you know, I feel like when you do things, you do it with calm and with your heart, but then you also have that grit. And so sometimes, sometimes when you think of like a gritty mindset or a gritty perseverance, you think of like hard, get it, you know, like very like harsh and like that kind of um, energy. And you come about it with such a different uh, energy, at least from what we feel from you. You know, one of the things I like to really dig into and explore and extract from my guests is, you know, you're so busy. And do you have, you know, a technique you know I want to get at it at some point during today like do you have tips do you have like a technique that you use kind of with your you know strategizing your life to be able to get it all done <laughs> without losing your mind um and I'd love for you to take us through like an average day you know because a worship leader that's like not a typical you know you don't hear that every day right um, and I think that there's probably a lot of misconceptions also that we can get into later about worship leaders and what they do and what they are and all that kind of thing. But take us through like a typical day of yours, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so in the morning, of course, well, I'm mom, right? So mm -hmm. morning is me getting my kids up and ready for virtual school. I um, that's right. Yes. Breakfast. Um, 
you know, mom, do my hair, mom, wear my shoes or my pants, you know. Stop right there. <laughs> Stop right there. Now, how do you do that? <laughs> well, most moms are like, what? She brushes her hair? She, she... <laughs> yeah. So actually this morning I ended up, um, you, you know, my, my daughter has always been very independent. She's, um, since she was little, she just, she's that type to just likes to take control. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know where she gets that from, but she just, you know, she, um, if, if you're going to do something for her, she prefers to do it herself. If she, she's just very confident like that. And so yep. since she was little, she would kind of like, no, I got it, you know? And, uh -huh. um, and I don't always have to do her hair. Um, this morning, however, uh, she forgot, well, she forgot to set her alarm last night to get up. So this morning she got up a few minutes late and she's like, mom, do my hair while I brush my teeth and I'll get this done faster. You know? <laughs> well, she still had the plan, so she still had the control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did. Oh, she did. Um, so that, yeah, that's what happened this morning. Um, I usually, I guess one of my strategies has always been to teach my kids to be um, independent. Um, I love my kids and I know one day they're going to grow up and I, I know a lot of people have like this, um, you know, oh no, why, you know, why do they have to do everything for themselves? You do it. You can, you know, they're going to grow up and you're going to blink and they're gone. Right. Yeah. Um, however, when you are a working mom and you know, you're busy and, um, life is just very hectic, hectic, you have to, um, create an environment that works. Mm -hmm. and that includes, you know, um, teaching your kids to do things on their own, like, like, um, like, um, tie your shoes, you know, or mm -hmm. you, you, I mean, the, those were the little things that I had to teach them at first, like, okay, no, you can zip your coat up. Let me show you. I'll do it the first few times, but you learn and then you can do it, you know, and, and just this attitude of, okay, you know, um, like let's set an alarm to wake up. I think you're you're so responsible enough and so mature to do this yourself now. You know that would sometimes give me a few more minutes of sleep just yeah, so yeah. I can function better. Um, and they're still getting used to that. You know they're still getting uh, accustomed to waking up on their own. But um, these are just uh, I guess strategies that I I just I use to to help me you know, it, 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 and it helps them as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll wake up in the morning, um, you know, I'll help them with whatever they need to do, mm -hmm. uh, to get ready for school, uh, make sure that they're on that computer logged in by on time. Um, <clears throat> and then so I hundred percent, you're hundred percent um virtual right now no no so monday through wednesday they are remote and then thursday and friday <clears throat> they are at the school mm -hmm. so it gives them a little bit of both they they prefer to be in school full time yeah um they think that we drive them nuts <laughs> well it's because we hold them accountable so yeah. they're like <laughs> you know they're like you know at school it's a little more chill you know you <laughs> guys are like on us all day and, and we're not you know but we make sure if we see them roaming the house we're like well aren't you supposed to be in class right now you yeah. know so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but 
yeah so so that's the the model that they're that they have right now um and they're they're thankfully my kids are my my daughter's 10 and my son is 12 so um thankfully for me when all of you know when covid happened you know my kids were able to adapt mm -hmm. well um not sure if it's because of the age or or you know that the independent aspect of things, but um, I, I know it hasn't been e that easy for a lot of parents, you mm -hmm. know. And, and it still it has its challenges. Not saying that I have it all figured out, but I feel that for yeah. the most part, my kids have adapted well, and I'm grateful for that. Um, makes things a lot easier for for me and Saul. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds like you've implemented like a like. It's like leadership one on one, right? You know, it's like you're ever gonna delegate or if you're ever gonna actually have, <laughs> you know, something that grows, like that's how you have to treat an organization. But that's so interesting how without really I don't know like if that went through your mind in the process, but that that's how your household is working part of the reason why your household is working so well, right? It works in the home environment, it works in business environment works in you know a lot of different environments but like I worship leading you know yes directing yeah so yeah, wow. I, yeah delegating wasn't always something easy for me I mean it was easy at home because it's my children you know um not so easy when you're you know when you're working with volunteers there I would feel very bad asking for help you know because to me it's, it's my job you know what I mean and so um I would get to the point where I would get very burnt out because I didn't know how to ask for help. So although I did, it's crazy, it, 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 how I, it's crazy how, you know, I did it at home and it worked, um, you know, and I, I didn't um, feel bad about asking my kids to, you know, to do yeah. these things and learn how to. Um, but when it came to delegating in worship, um, in a worship ministry, it was challenging for me. I had to be pushed to, hey, you know, you need to ask for help. That's what you have volunteers for. That's what you're, you can't do it all yourself. <laughs> you know, that it took a long time for me to, to understand that. And yeah. then actually, you know, start delegating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, you do do a lot. You do do a lot yourself. So, yeah. So the kids start school and then you get to, to work for what you're doing, right? Right. Well, yeah, after, you know, I kind of clean up and um, I I have to make the beds in the morning. I have to make my bed. I have to. I can't walk by my, I, I'll feel like it's just the, the day hasn't even started yet. You know, like if my, uh -huh. um, it just, I don't know what it is, but it just sets the tone for me. You know, like my room has to be everything. So, so it's, so because work is at home now and thankfully, um, we're, you know, being a worship leader is very, um, flexible with hours. I can work at any time. Um, I, I end up, it sounds like where, wherever I walk by in the house, I see something, I start, you know? Yep. Distraction. Yes. I, I, I see something out of place. Okay. I got to put this away. I got to do that. It, it becomes, I can easily become overwhelmed just with housework 
just by let's say passing through the kitchen or that's that's why like my my thing is before I leave my room I have to make my bed and and so my kids do too before they get on that you know on that computer or they leave this house they have to make their beds um just because I'm not going to do it they need to do it they're old enough (laughs) (laughs) they're old enough um so yeah uh I'll do a little bit of that kind of tidy up a little bit um because I won't be able to sit down and focus if there's a lot of chaos around me um I guess just the way my my mind works. I, uh, I, I get easily overwhelmed if there's too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I actually get to sit, um, you know, I'll start reviewing depending on the day because every day looks different for me. I basically work for Sunday, right? Yeah. I, I, and I mean, and not, not just for Sunday, because there's a lot of planning. Um, I believe that any other worship leader will tell you that the days fly by, the months, the weeks, the months fly by for you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've never felt days and weeks and months just fly by me like this um, until I started working as a worship leader. Really? Wow. focused on Sunday. You're always focused on, okay, what's going to go down on Sunday? What are we doing? You know, what um, the week is preparation for that. And, um, and it becomes, um, it just, it becomes very, it can become very overwhelming if you are not, um, if you are not like on a schedule, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself on one. Um and yeah, just, just that preparation for Thursday night, you know, going through the songs, I'll actually, um, ask for the sermon notes so that I can look through them. And so that pastor and I can be, you know, united like with songs. And, um, if I'm able to listen to a sermon that has like the same topic or I'll do that just to really, uh, you know, so that we're aligned, um, during worship or during the service. Um, so my Mondays look like that. My Mondays, I'm listening to sermons. I'm looking at the songs and I'm praying. Oh my God, what, what, what are we going to sing? That, that's (laughs) my conversations on the morning, in the morning, not by myself, but with God was anyone around me would be like, this girl is crazy. But, you know, I have these conversations like, come on, lead me. Which one is it? And, and they just start like, it's it's insane but they just start like popping out like okay or they just start standing out Mm -hmm. um some from the others and um it's a I love I think that's my favorite part of um of preparing for for worship is that that exchange between me and God it's like okay you know, what are we doing? And, or what do, what do you want to do? And just tell me, and, you know, I want to be in, I want to be, you know, following your, your will for this Sunday. Like, what is it? And, um, I think those are my best moments because, um, I feel there's an exchange happening. I feel like, uh, okay. I like, I hear from God in those moments and, um, they're truly special to me, truly special. Um, I see, I see, um, God as like my, my father, like 
father, father. I know some people will see God as just, okay, this higher power. And, and although he is, um, to me, it's, it's a relationship of, of daughter and, and dad, you know? And, um, so those moments I cherish because growing up, I didn't have that. I didn't have that really, that close relationship. So anyway, that's another story. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. But my day, yeah, so my day just on Monday, every day looks different. Um, Preparing for Sunday, it is busy. It becomes busy very fast because um, your work is at home now, you know? So what used to be kind of your escape, you know, your your place of just relax, kind of unwind, you know, separate, um, really isn't that anymore. So I'll catch myself going back and forth, you know? let me do this here, whatever. My kids, mom, make me lunch. Now I'm the lunch lady too. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I, I'm, I'm always going back and forth, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I love it. There, there's, there's a lot that goes into, you know, looking for songs and then, you know, looking for, the uh the charts for it putting them in planning center and um recording harmonies and vocals and you know there's a lot it's not every day doesn't look the same right because it's a it's a process yes yeah i mean there are weeks where i'm actually at the church you know working on cameras and and mounting things I, i become a carpenter at times you know that there's just so much um, that you just, you, you have to learn and, and do. And I've learned so much. I've learned so much um, in this, in this um, job. I've learned a lot. Um, just things that I never thought I could do. I mean, the last week I was, actually two weeks ago, I was at the church uh, creating my own mount for a new PTZ that we bought. I don't know if you've been able to see it. But I had to come up with my own thing because mounts for these cameras can cost over $200. And I was like, no, we are not doing that. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, let me find an alternative. And, you know, and and I did it. And I was like, okay, I'm proud of this. Wow. Like, I didn't know I was capable. You you, you never know what you're capable of doing until you're just like, you throw yourself out there. Just so you got like a little pressure, like add the little pressure. And then you just like rise to the occasion. Yeah, I saw the mount. The mount is great. Remember, I said I was like, I think I'm going to steal these plans for. Oh right, yes, you did see it <laughs> for my class downstairs. Yeah, I hope you don't have a patent on that. Remember? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's really that's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot to it, and and it's really cool to hear you talk about those moments with God, and then all the different things that go into it because um, being in church for you know many different years, many different types of churches, you know, many different areas of the country. There's a, and, and especially now, of course, with like YouTube and everything that's, you know, social media, everything that's broadcast, mm-hmm. you know, there's an image now, right. For, for worship leaders almost, and you're almost uh, looked at like a superstar. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that the view of a worship leader can be skewed, right? In which it can be bent in whichever way suits the, you know, the viewer. 
if, if that makes sense. So I'm always curious, you know, to, to hear, you know, if you've ever experienced any sort of like outward judgment or like, if you, even if you don't haven't heard it, like if you feel that or anything, um, when it comes to kind of all of, cause you're, cause you're up there, you're in the lights, right. It's almost like being, um, you know, it's almost like, you know, some people, if they don't know all that goes into it and if they've never experienced really like the presence of God, it can be like, Oh, is that person up there just like showing off up there? Right. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I feel that there is that there, you know, that can be that, you know, especially with, people who haven't experienced that, you know, what you've experienced. So just curious. I know that might be a little bit of a nosy question. Oh, no, it's okay. But it's, <laughs> it's a perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah no, and it's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't like popular. I, I didn't, um, I didn't have a lot of friends that liked me off the bat. They didn't. And I, and for a very long time, I always wondered why um, do these people just, it, it was, um, there was a rejection. Really? Right away. Yeah. And part of it, I believe had to do because I grew up in a very um, traditional church uh, where, you know, we had to wear skirts all the time and we couldn't, you know, you couldn't, I mean, I was little anyway, so I wouldn't wear makeup, but my ears weren't pierced. I couldn't paint my nails. So I had a lot of rules. Um, so I stood out already because of the way I dressed. And so there was a lot of rejection maybe because, you know, well, a church girl, which was the, my, my title, <laughs> That was what I was called. Um, you know, the church girl isn't cool. Like, we're not going to hang out. You know, um, and I always had a few friends, you know, here that were close and were nice. But for the most part, I was judged without um, even um, being, you know, without even being known. Like, no one ever um, took the time to get to know me because just whatever they saw, whatever they saw in my exterior, that was enough to not want to have anything to do with me. And I, I dealt with that for a very long time. Um, and I still deal with that. Really? Surprisingly. Yeah. So really it happened to me with friends in church because I didn't really have a social life outside of church either. Church was everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so one day I asked, one of my friends that at first she took on that attitude where I felt a rejection from her. Um, but because we were in the worship team together, um, we got to know each other and things changed. And so I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. Let me ask her what, you know, what was it? I need to know what it is because I've, I've, I've um, dealt with this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, well, you know, the way you carry yourself, you seem very confident, which to me looked like you just thought you're better than everyone else. You were very conceited because of the way you carry yourself. And, and I, I, thought, I thought that about you, so I didn't want to have anything to do with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, I am the most insecure 
okay? Insecure and shy person you probably would ever meet. And I know a lot of people are surprised by this, but I am very shy. And I always was, and that's why I was always kind of more quiet, more like, you know, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't in the crowd. I wasn't the loud one. I was, because I was just always very shy. And I'm like the, um, I'm the one who has like the, the socially awkward encounters, like, and I still do to this day because of my shyness. So, um, I, 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 now that I knew this, I was able to do something about it. Um, and so I, whenever I encountered someone that just, I knew off the bat, they were kind of like hesitant with me, like, mm, I don't know. Um, I said, all right, my goal was to win these people over um, by letting them in, you know, letting them get to know me. Um, this has happened um, in, in the worship ministry as well with like, with new people who don't know me, with new members or volunteers that don't know me. Uh, and, and I've made it my job to let them in and let them get to know me personally so that whatever you know initial thoughts or opinions they've formed of me um, can be eliminated can be crushed because i already know that that comes with i guess something about i still haven't understood exactly but something about the way i carry myself um i i I try to, these are things that I'll just, uh, if I'm walking by somewhere or whatever, I'll try to look at people and smile very intentionally so that they don't feel like I'm, like I'm just walking a runaway <laughs> in that moment. Um, Cause I would do that before, but it was really because I was just shy and I didn't want to look to my, you know, to my left or my right. Um, and it was really just shyness. It wasn't that I was, you know, that I thought anything better of, or of myself. I honestly, I'm a very shy person. Um, in ministry again, yes, that has happened. I try to, uh, so Sunday worship, that's my, it's my responsibility and I'll delegate here and there when I can. Um, if I, if I feel that I can't, if I feel like God is leading me in, in a certain direction and I'm just going to take the lead completely on this Sunday. Um, I, I'll do that. And you'll see that happen a lot. Um, however, when it comes to other, you know, videos, let's say like Waves of Grace, we've been doing a lot of Waves of Grace. Uh, I have a hard time creating one of those because there I feel like I'm the center of attention. And that's very hard for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, pastor asked me the other day, Oh, are you going to do one? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Like I'm working on it mentally because <laughs> I have a hard time being the center of attention, which is very odd. Right. I mean, I am the worship leader. I'm the one, like you said, you're, you're in the limelight in that moment. You know, you are, you are the one who everybody is just watching and paying attention to. And, um, that's not something I ever asked to, to be or ever thought I would 
um, or a position that I ever thought I would be in, I, I've always avoided the attention. I've always kind of was more comfortable in the background. Right. Um, but I've noticed time and time again that it was, that it's been the ones that don't seek it that God calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Yeah. For sure. And so, you know, it, it, it happens. I think that we as worship leaders just need to be aware of that, you know, um, and be aware of that and let people in, you know, don't, um, this isn't it. That moment on Sunday, that's not all of me, even though it's a very vulnerable time for me because I am, I'm worshiping God and I'm, um, you know, there's something about worship, true worship, where it's almost, it's almost like you become stripped away from, from anything that, any kind of mask or anything that you would put on yourself to kind of hide and protect, right? Protect yourself from letting people into your vulnerable, to your, you know, to your, your emotions, right? And, and worship is a very vulnerable moment for me. It's very hard because I feel like you see me, you see all of me. Because I feel God sees all of me, I feel like in that moment, everyone sees all of me. And that's scary. That's very scary because I, I'm not perfect, you know? And, and, and I, am, I am, you know, I'm a working progress, a work in progress. And I, you know, and not that I have anything to hide, but, you know, insecurities and things that you don't always share with other people. There's something about worship for me that makes me feel so naked mm -hmm. that when I come off that stage, I feel like I've just, um, I feel um, worn out, right? And I've only just sang four songs <laughs> or three now but you feel so worn out because in that moment you release so much of you um, that it, it's, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but I will come out of a Sunday service after leading worship and I'll have to take a nap and rest, like get energy, get, get my energy back because you feel like you are just drained in that moment. Um, and again, I don't know how to explain it. I feel it's a combination of just physical and spiritual Yes. Um, which is why we need to constantly be, you know, that's why Monday is the day where I'm just like listening to preachings and, you know, you gotta, you gotta fill up again almost, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's not the first time I've heard that, you know, from other, um, you know, friends who are preachers and, and leaders and, and worship. It's like Monday. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, and I, I really think that's a combination of, you know, what you're, what you're giving and also what God's giving you, mm -hmm. right? Like, cause he's doing something through you, <laughs> right? You know, and it's, it's, um, it's really different and that's a different kind of grit, right? Because you know, you're moving yourself into a place of almost like a, a willing discomfort. Yeah right yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i i i've told you i'm like i'm so nervous right now i have so much anxiety right before that when that countdown is going down when it hits like that one minute it just it hits me 
and um and I, I get nervous and, you know, and people would be like, well, you've done this for years. How can you be so nervous? And I'm like, yeah, I'm nervous. I, I, I don't think I'll ever, you know, not feel nervous before worship, but it's because of that. I know what it entails. I, I, I understand the, the, the great responsibility that I have in that moment that we have in that moment. Um, but as a leader, I think I carry it the most, you know, and, um, and it's just, I, I take it very serious, you know, these are, these are people's lives, you know, and, and I, I sure don't want to stand in a way of whatever God wants to do in them in that moment. Like, I feel like I have to be almost like a, like a funnel, you know, so that, you know, where God pours in and you you, you know, you release that to the people. I always want to be available to God in that way. Um, not, and, and it's not always going to be me. There, there are some days where it just doesn't feel like, you know, like, um, like God is really giving me anything to say or anything like that. But, but um, I am still that, that one facilitating that worship and, and just, lead, you know, sent centering everyone's minds on God. Right. You know, it's not always that easy, you, you know, for, for people to really just get into that atmosphere of worship, but that's what I'm doing. I'm leading people into worship, into, you know, um, that presence of God. Like that's where we're supposed to take them. And that's not, that, that's not an easy job. No. So we, we heard a little bit about, you know, when you were younger, it, can you pinpoint anything that's, because, you know, a lot of people would would give up, right? Or let that that fear, that anxiety, that discomfort kind of stop them from from doing what you know you're called to, to do. Now, is can you pinpoint anything from your journey that's really like helped you get that like that perseverance to keep going? Like what makes you continue? <laughs> You know, when so often it's, you know, just, it's easy to not do it. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I had to come to the realization that I cannot, there's a lot of things that I cannot control. And, and because I cannot control them, uh, I learned to rely on God. Mm -hmm. Um, even, even, um, as a young girl, as a little girl, I, there was a lot of chaos that I grew up in yeah. and, and I didn't know what else to do because I was a little girl and I had no, I could not control the situation. So for me, I would, I would run to God. I would go in and, and I would hide in the bathroom or every, anywhere where I could. And I would just start praying, God, you know, however I knew how God, like, please just, you know, calm things down right now. Like if there was, you know, a fight going on or something, I just, like, just calm, calm things down, Lord. And, you know, please, please, please. And I would cover my ears. And, um, and in that moment of me, just kind of like, you know, God, just take it take it, you know, I can't, I can't do anything about it. I'm little, I'm, I'm, you know, and I would just, I felt like a lot of that in my life, I kept on doing. And then, and, and, and even in things that I wanted to do and felt incapable of doing, yeah. you know, I just, I went to God 
and that was me like you know god please like you know i i don't think i can do it but with you i can you know and and you know and it, that has been and i know for everyone it looks different but from a young age i just learned to to run to god and the many times that i didn't and things didn't work out for me um that was my lesson to you know no 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 go back you know go back to god because god's way is always better and and that was just instilled in me you know god's way is always better so um and everything that but from your own experience not just from people like no right no yeah no i mean well you know it started that way because my mother was you know is a christian woman and um, you know, and she always taught us to pray and, you know, and to seek God for direction. And she always did that. But when I found myself in situations where I was very scared, felt very defenseless and, um, and had a lot of anxiety, what I knew to run to was that, what did mom say to do, you know, and, and I would just, I would go to that. And as I grew older, that's what I did. I would, I would just, I still do. I just, I run to God because me personally, you know, it's sad, but we don't always see ourselves the way God sees us. And we don't, you know, we don't believe who he says we are. We believe who we say we are, you know? Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I, for, I mean, till this day, I still have a hard time thinking that I have a high level of grit. I, you know, I, I, and some people will say, no, oh my gosh, I see you so brave out there. And I'm like, I am not brave. If you would see the inside of how, me right now and how I'm feeling, it, it's not brave. I don't feel, you know, um, but I know that, um, I know that God will come through. And so that's what keeps me going, knowing that he's, he has my back. Um, and so that has helped me just not give up and 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 continue toward my goal because although i feel like i am incapable um the god who's in me isn't and he is with me and he's gonna help me through it mm -hmm. and so that is what helps me just be resilient and and go for it go for it um yeah even if i feel like i can't i know that um i know that that with god i can yeah now what would you say to to someone who is like uh yeah you know i hear people say that right because i can relate to you um but if somebody has never had like that experience or that foundation what would you say like a great like first step is to to be able to draw near like that uh so for so i guess you know it i believe that in well according to the bible you know when you when there is trouble, when there is situations, or, or just when you are trying to figure out where you're going and you know where you're headed, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, um, for 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 someone, I would say, ask God for guidance. Ask God, like, and I'll and I'll and I'll just share the way I do it. 
um, I think on their journey, they'll learn what their, you know, how their way should look or, you know, or their relationship with God should look. And, yeah. you know, they'll kind of go developing their own type of relationship with God. But um, I would say, ask God for guidance. And then you, <clears throat> and you, and you ask for peace in your decision. Peace is, is everything. I think that at least for me, in my experience, whenever I've gone to make huge decisions, like just getting married, <laughs> you know, yep. um, that was very scary for me. And I, and, and I said, you know what, God, um, I want to, you know, but I'm so scared. Like, you know, give me peace in this decision. If this is a view and, um, and with all the opposition around me, um, God gave me peace. And I always ran with that. I, I still till this day run with that. If I have peace in a decision that I'm making, no matter the opposition around me, if I have the peace of God, I'll go for it. Go for it. If you don't, if even while praying and asking, because God is faithful, God hears us. And God wants us to seek his direction. So when we pray, know for sure that he is going to guide us if we are open to listening to his response. And, and if we go and we pray and we say, God, you know, I, I want to do this. Is this of you? You know, please give me peace if this is the right thing to do. If not, take it out of my heart. That's, that, those are my prayers. Just remove it remove the interest. I, I don't want to do it. And, um, and there's been times where God will just remove the desire because it didn't come from him. If it comes from him, that desire will be so resilient and it will burn in your heart until you do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that, that's what I would say, pray for direction. And if you feel peace from God, do it. If not, stay away from it. That's really cool because I think a lot of times people want a yes or a no answer. <laughs> You're like, yes or no, yes or no, right? And, and you can come up with all kinds of different reasons to justify like whatever you want, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so that's like a really great way to kind of take the, take the temperature. Yeah, with this worship leader um, position, I was a, we, I was a worship leader uh, for four years before I came to Grace Point. Um, and that was, um, that was a, a volunteer gig, <laughs> not gig. It was a volunteer position. I love I love worshiping, worship, you know, worshiping and leading people into worship and, and seeing how God would just work in people's lives. Like I got to see that. And that was the most fulfilling part of doing, of, of leading worship on Sundays. Um, but when this job came along, I, God placed it in my heart, but in the moment I didn't know it was him. And the one thing that I, I prayed for was peace in going in, in applying for this job because I knew that it, I know it's a huge commitment. Right. And so, um, I, I asked for peace 
and I asked God, God, if this isn't of you and this is just me because, you know, I love leading worship and, you know, I love doing, if this is just me, take it, take it out. I, I don't want, I want to be in your will. I don't want to go in my own direction. I already know that doesn't work. If it's of you, just you, you know, it, I said, if, if it's of you, give me peace and give me the courage to go and apply for this job because the, the, um, the job description, the prerequisites, I mean, I had none, <laughs> none of it. So it was very crazy for me to go and apply for a position like this. Um, at least I felt like I had none of it, you know, my insecurities. I felt like I no, I can know differently now. Yeah, I know differently now. I've learned so much. Um, but but there, that was a huge move in my life um, where, I you know, where I had to ask God for direction and ask him for peace. And oof, there was a lot of prayer going on before I even reached out to, to Pastor Riza to, uh, to, to say, hey, I, I believe God. And my thing was, I, don't, I, I didn't say I want to apply for this job. I said, you know what? God is calling me for this position. And, and she was like, what? Like, even she couldn't believe it in the moment. Cause again, what they were, I mean, okay. One of the requisites was that you were a male. Uh. You know? Yeah, no, I'm not a male, you know, but it's, but, and I was like, you know what? But God's calling me. And, you know, it took some time for God to, you know, show that to, to her and all that. But I got that, I got that resilience because I was very bold with her and very, um, very frank. I was just like, hey, this job is mine. God <laughs> said it. God said it. It's mine. And, ev and everyone that heard me thought I was crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the resilience that came with me just praying to God for direction and praying to God for peace was what, you know, brought me to that resilience, to that courage where I was just like, this is mine. And no one is going to take it from me. Like that. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, I mean, you got good at hearing, you know, <laughs> hearing that piece or feeling that piece and like getting the direction, right? Which takes mm -hmm. practice because, you know, it can be hard at first, right? You're like, I don't hear anything. Isn't there supposed to be thunder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, no, I've never heard God's voice, you know, speaking like, you know, loud and like you know like a person next to me or anything like that he's always just spoke to my heart so it's come as a thought as a desire like oh maybe i should do this you know it's it's, it's just like a like a great idea that just comes out of nowhere yeah that's how god has always spoken to me wow um and and at this point um i you know the 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 bible says that his his sheep um, know his voice and follow him, and and I I can say that now I got and I'm not always great at it, but I've gotten to the point where I now I know when it's God who's speaking. It's almost like I recognize it. Oh, there's God, you know, yeah. that or that's that that's of Him. Oh my God, absolutely, you know, and um, it's like plans have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, oh, that's awesome. and, and that takes time. We, when we pray, we, 
I know that there are so many desires that, that we have and, and so many things that we want to do. And that's beautiful. Um, but there are so many plans, right, in our heart. But it's the purpose of God that prevails always. And that's what we want, you know. So we, when we pray to God, we have to come with an open heart with you know with with an with that open mind like he can say no this isn't what i have for you but even if he says no and we're so excited about our plans and what we want to do we have to know that god's plans are always bigger and better and so if he says no that's because you have a bigger and better plan than I do. And so I'm going to roll with it. That's how we have to see it. His no is not bad. His no is good because it just means you are not dreaming as big for yourself as he is. So just know that. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So one more question uh, before I let you off the hook, before <laughs> I get too nosy. How is it doing ministry with your husband and, and your family? Because, you know, he's in the mix yeah, there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it is, it is what I always wanted. It is what I prayed for for many years. Um, in the first four years of me um, being a worship leader, he was he was with me for the first two, but then um, we they invited him to you know play in different churches and just so just to <clears throat> help out other churches he started kind of going here and there and so um I ended up doing that um alone and even though it wasn't um a position like for both of us I and it wasn't a job it was really just a volunteer um position he felt it was okay to you know go and help in other places and volunteer too <clears throat> And thankfully we had, you know, musicians, like we had another keyboardist. So, so it wasn't like, it was just like, we were just left, you know, or abandoned or anything like that. There was more. So it, it, um, allowed him to do this, but <clears throat> when he, and, and I was okay with it too. But when he went off, I realized how it, it kind of affected me in a negative way. I didn't think it would be a bad thing, but it, it, it turned out to be very hard to do church without him. Yeah. And um, so for two years of me working as a worship leader, I was just praying for him to come back to the church. And he had his own reasons for why he did not want to um, at the moment. Um, so it was something that I prayed for for four years. Uh, because it was the two, the first two that he, um, the last two of my years at that church was where he, where he moved on to another uh, place to help out, and then there was a two year gap before I came to Grace Point. So for four years, I was praying for my family to be united in you know in one church and serve in ministry together. Um, 
my husband isn't um, the the type to want to volunteer and everything. You know, there's only a specific specific things that he want wants to do, and he'll just he'll just want to stick to that one thing. Um, because you know, life is hectic and work at home, and you know, so he tries not to take on too much because he is the type that if he takes one thing, he's going to he's going to want to give his best. So if he knows he can't do give his best in everything, he'll just grab that one thing and give it his all there. So, um, I'm not going to lie. It can be challenging because it's husband and wife. I mean, think of, you know, having a job where you're working with your spouse all day, you know what I mean? And, and you're, you know, you're, you're making decisions together. And so it is challenging. Um, but I, I see it as the greatest, um, blessing. And because that was one of my answered prayers, I, I am so grateful that I get to do ministry with him, um, and with my kids. And it's just when you, that's why the moment you asked that, I, I teared up because, um, I remember praying for this. I prayed for it. And, and it happened. And although it has its challenges, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love doing ministry with my husband and my kids there. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a huge blessing because I know what it's like to not have that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you guys are a huge blessing. So I'm so grateful to know you in your <laughs> life and the experience Likewise. working with you, you know, in this ministry, it's been amazing for me personally. And I know I'm not the only one who feels the same, but thank you so much for coming on here and like really thank just like cracking the door open to, you know, what it's like to be you and do, uh, you know, exactly what you're called to do. And I think that We've got a lot to work with here and that our listeners are going to say, I think I know how I can make my next, take my next step and feel encouraged and be able to embrace that gritty lifestyle, you know, with, um, such grace the way you do. So thank you again so much for sharing. You are incredible and where can we find you? We can find you leading at Grace Point Church in Chelmsford. Massachusetts. Yes. yes, absolutely. And on our Facebook page too. Live every Sunday. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grit and Moxie. If you want to hear more, please do subscribe and share this with your friends and head on over for another dose of DeSosa at ChristineDeSosa.com. Thank you and I'll see you next time.